and there were some uh, guys next to me, uh, and they were both international students from Kenya. And they were just talking, and I was, you know, not really listening, but they were right next to me. And one of them says, you got a girl? And the guy says, nah, man, she's back in Kenya riding a zebra. And I just died. <laughs> Two dads. One bottle of wine. One bottle of wine. A journey that will take you to the edge of your seat. My seat. And the end of your mind. Ah, my mind. This is Wine Dads. Colon. Movie Movie Night. night. Colon. The The Reckoning. Reckoning. Hello out there. Welcome to Wine Dads. Movie Night. Wait, no. What's our full name? Are you? Oh my gosh! Jeez, man. Come okay, on. Here we go. Okay, so, All right, take so two. let's just let's just recap. Episode one. Your phone rang like four times. Twice. Episode All right, two. Because my wife was trying to get us donuts, and then you answered your phone, mm-hmm. and we did get donuts, so it kind of worked out. Okay, that's not entirely true because a HelloFresh ad played randomly on your phone. Yeah, that was in no way on purpose. Trying to get a sponsorship. All right. The the. Third episode is, is now, right now, yeah, and you don't even know what the name of the podcast well, is. Well, we purposefully chose a very confusing name to confuse the robot. Yeah, I, I don't think that was a reason. I thought it was just kind of silly and fun and uh, you know, yes. uh, ironic. Exactly, robots don't understand irony. <sighs> Welcome to Wine Dads. This is Corey. This is Eric. Wine Dads movie night, the reckoning. Yet again, within one minute. I'm ready to cancel this podcast. (laughs) And yet again, that is because Corey has not yet opened our bottle of wine. Yeah, but this time it's not 10 minutes in. It's only a minute 34, assuming I don't cut. Yeah, you can't quote time because that's not going to. Yeah. Yeah. I I cut a lot out last episode. Master editor. That's what we call him. Both of us call him that. It's just two of us here. Yeah, well, three. Yeah, I mean, Darren. Darren. All right, shall we open this? Let's do it. Tell us about the wine today, Eric. Well, today we have a wonderful, potentially wonderful blend. Um, After the great experience we had our first week, are you going to open it? Yeah, yeah, I'm getting there. I was waiting for you to give me a little gap. All right, here's your gap. Ready? (laughs) It's it's a little dainty. It's a little light. That's fine, because this is a lighter, daintier wine than... We had last week. Uh, after we experienced the very first week, our Aldi Chardonnay, we decided to go with an offshoot of the Aldi brand, Trader Joe's, owned by the same parent company, but going after a very different clientele. As everybody knows, Aldi is for people who are trying to save money, and Trader Joe's are for people who are trying to pretend that they're healthy. Yeah, didn't... Okay, so did we discuss this? Is is Aldi... Uh owned by trader or sorry is trader joe's owned by aldi i they think have the i want they have the same parent company uh, in germany i i think that only part of aldi is related to trader joe's like aisle three like that but different i think so aldi if i remember correctly is split was at some point split up into two divisions like a north and a south in germany okay and i believe this is there a wall? south aldi no nah, i don't think it was related to that yeah. but i think the south aldi has some sort of corporate 
relationship with Trader Joe's, maybe ownership, maybe not. Is this a family thing? Like there was a split in the family and one said, I want to create kind of semi-expensive craft goods. I mean, this is not an Aldi podcast. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't know. That's just what I think. Well, where does Lidl factor into all of this? Because, you know, they're another German grocery brand who is coming into this. I don't know, man. I shop at Publix where shopping is a pleasure. Well, that's true. And they will help you out with your groceries. And nobody at Aldi helps you at all. That's They're true. Like, figure it out. There's a box. Go to town. That's Get your true. bananas. All right. Corey needs some wine. We're going to have our first pour. We have an aerator on this. So the sound is a little bit different than it has been before. The uh, little bit more gurgle, I think, than we have previously uh, experienced. So, I gotta be honest with you. Are you doing research? Are you fact-checking me already? Yeah, I, I'm fact-checking you. All right, go for so, it. So, here's, here's the problem with what you said. Okay. The Aldi stores in the United States are operated by Aldi South. Okay? Okay. Um, which is not related to Trader Joe's at all. However, Aldi North owns Trader Joe's in the United States. But since oh. Aldi North and Aldi South are independent companies... There is technically no relationship between all the U.S. stores and Trader Joe's U.S. stores. They just use the same name and the same branding. And, but now I need to know about the relationship between Aldi North and Aldi South in Germany and why there's this North-South division. Yeah, so it, you are correct. It was it, So Aldi was a family business, of course, started in Germany in the early 1900s, as we all know. Mm-hmm. And the brothers basically had a, a disagreement and decided to split the company geographically, um, Aldi North and Aldi South. So now there are two separate companies. Um, and in 1979, Aldi North acquired all Trader Joe's in the United States, but they do continue to operate independently. Um, and even more confusingly, Aldi South is the parent company of Trader Joe's in Europe and all the locations in the United States. So, like, they have this, like, crazy inverse thing happening. Yeah, there's a lot of strange, like, I feel like it would be very easy for them to funnel illegal funds through these different companies. Like, just, mm-hmm. this seems very suspicious. Why do, why do groceries have to be so complicated? You know what? I don't know. That uh, information came from a article on thekitchen.com by Lauren Mazur. So the biggest things you get wrong about Trader Joe's and Aldi. So some interesting stuff in there. Well, that was one of the largest things that I've gotten wrong about Trader Joe's and Aldi. because <laughs> it it's the only <laughs> the thing. only thing so far that I've gotten wrong about Good. those two companies. Well, we're almost 10 minutes deep and still haven't yeah. taken a sip of wine. So why don't, Well, I have to introduce this. So this is Trader Joe's. From Bronco Wine Company, Charles Shaw Blend, 2014 California Merlot. Uh, We are swirling it around in our glasses now. Cheers. Cheers. Remember, don't hold the glass like an animal so that we can get Yeah, yeah, but but if you hold it too low, it gets a double clink and we don't want that. All right. You know what? It's fine. I think that's just the way it's going to (laughs) be. Yeah. All right. Let me know your thoughts. Eric's smelling, taping, taking deep, deep breaths. I, I like I like the smell. No, I do. It smells red. It's not bad. It's, it's a little sweet. Actually, it's the least dry Merlot I've ever had. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's, it, that there's usually kind of a you know a, a dryness at the end of a Merlot, and it's just not there. 
Yeah. In that way, Merlot has never been my favorite. So I kind of don't mind this because it doesn't have a lot of the things about Merlot that I don't like. Mm-hmm. I get like cherry, kind of jammy. There's definitely, I don't know, blackberry? Yeah, blackberry, cherry, like like dark fruits for the most part. A currant? Yeah, I, I can't in there. say I can't say that I've ever had a current. I know yeah. that's I know tagged that's onto a lot something of wines, that you put so. in wine. So yeah, apparently Bronco Wine Company Charles Shaw Blend mm-hmm. is just a very cheap wine company that makes discount large batch wines. Mm-hmm. So we have Trader Joe's from Bronco Wine Company Charles Shaw Blend. They just stuck their name on an already existing wine, and now they're selling it out of Trader Joe's. Yeah, good I mean, them. that's what I would do. I mean, I guess I can't expect every single company out there to have their own winery. But I feel like Trader Joe's probably could. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this is, again, just fine. <coughs> it's fine. Really? You're like the least professional podcaster. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think that's possible to prove. Well, if you're going to cough, at least do it in a blank space so that i can cut it out blank space you weren't talking you know what i don't even remember to be honest with Uh, you but i will go back and check i did turn my head away from the microphone (laughs) which is is a chocolate rain reference it wasn't but (laughs) now it kind of is oh man yeah i i feel like this would be kind of a good table wine Uh, it's an everyday i don't i don't know even how i acquired this it was probably like five bucks or something it appeared in your wine cabinet yeah it appeared i want to say someone gave it to me which is kind of rude to be honest but uh yeah oh i I, I lied okay so while this is from bronco wine company charles shaw blend it is bottled exclusively for trader joe's Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's a good agreement. It's not like it was an already existing bottle of wine they put a label on. Yeah. And they did create this. It's not just a straight brand label. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Charles Shaw Winery, Napa in Sonoma, California. It does have absolutely no descriptors on the flavor profiles, which. Well, you know. So do you, is this Two Buck Chuck? Is, is that what this, this is? This is not Two Buck Chuck because I've seen Two Buck Chuck and it has the words Two Buck Chuck on it. It has the words Two Buck Chuck on it? Yeah. Which I still have not tried. I don't think it's I, two bucks anymore. I don't think they make okay. it anymore. <clears throat> it just won all of the awards and then it stepped out and said, I'm done. Uh, apparently, that all, all of the Charles Shaw wines are technically two buck chuck because it used to retail for $1.99. They since raised the price to $3.99, which is kind of lame. You could say four buck chuck. Four buck chuck? Yeah, why not? Yeah, we're drinking four buck chuck. Whenever I hear that, I think of the movie Good Luck Chuck mm-hmm. that had uh, Dubro in it, you know? Danko mm. and Jessica Alba and I think those are the only two important people. Oh no! Wait, wait! It was the guy from Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld? No, no, the other one. <laughs> the other one. Jason uh, um, Sudeikis. Manzukis. Jason Manzukis. Okay, yeah. A lot of people don't know that he was in every season of of Seinfeld. Um, I can't tell if you're joking right now. Oh, yeah. I'm very serious. Hmm. How about that? Go check it. I will not. <laughs> just take my word <laughs> yeah, for it. Yeah, I'm just going to take your word for it. Yeah, you're the fact checker here. All right. Yeah. I'm, so, I mean, just to wrap up thoughts on the Trader Joe's Charles Shaw Blend Merlot, mm-hmm. I would drink it. Yeah. It's totally worth If this thing was $3.99, it's totally worth $3.99. I feel like it's almost cheating to use the aerator 
Because we didn't use the aerator on our other uh, bottles of wine. Yeah, it's fine. So, did it just make this better? I I doubt that it made it better by any significant Substantially. Amount. Yeah. But yeah, cherry, yeah, jammy, black fruits, and... Uh, Darkness. Yeah. Yeah. Just like some dark sweetness. Some good acidity. Yeah. I think. It, it's not bad. I keep wanting to read the back of the bottle, and the only thing the back of the bottle says is that there are sulfites. <laughs> <laughs> Warning, contains sulfites. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, you're not giving me anything, Trader Joe's. Come yeah. on. Yeah, that's all I have to say Slip about some it. some words on there. Just I, Someday I'm going to create my own wine blend, and I'm just going to put all of the words that I see on other wines, like currant. Like currant? Yeah, and yeah. black currant, and cherry, and black cherry. Mm-hmm. Well, we do have a bit of a special episode because we have two wines. That's right. It's a double wine night. Is that, are we going to do it? I don't know. Is that, okay, we'll see. If that turns into a recurring bit. Tori's going for the other wine right now. It was in the fridge because it's so special. Okay, so what we have is a Chateau Raymond Lafont Sauternes, um, which is a very interesting Mm -hmm. wine. This is a 375 milliliter bottle. It's like a half size. Everybody thought you were about to say dollar. And all of our viewers just got really, really excited. Yeah, no. It's not cheap, but it's not that expensive. Um, This is a... uh, This Sauterne is a white Bordeaux. uh, Super sweet dessert wine. It's really interesting. Um, It's one of these controlled um, appellations in in France. There's only five regions that that you can grow it in, Sauternes being one of them. That's where ours is coming from. Um, The really interesting thing about it is uh, this is made using rotted grapes. So those of you who who drink wine may be familiar with the term noble rot. So this is um, a specific uh, type of... um, What's the word I'm looking for? Fungus? Yeah, so this it's a, a fungus. Is, it's a fungus yeah. that grows on the grapes. And so the, the region in France that these uh, vineyards uh, live has two rivers converging that are different temperatures. So it creates a fog. So it's just kind of always wet there, um, which you would think is really terrible for grapes because they get rot on them. But actually for the Sauternes, this is encouraged. So this yeah. is no mere rot. This, this is, a, is yeah. noble, noble rot. rot. Yeah. It only makes grapes grapier. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's super sweet. Uh, really, the only requirements um, to qualify as a Sauternes is that it has to have at least thirteen percent alcohol, and it needs to be sweet. What is the percentage of that? Uh, Nobody knows. Uh, this is thirteen point five percent by volume. It qualifies. So it is a strangely small bottle. I know it's it, a dessert wine, yeah. and um, but it looks like it's made for a child. Well, let's just uh, go ahead and jump into it, and let's I do think it. you'll agree that this is more than enough. <laughs> <laughs> this is a powerful, um, powerful wine we're about to. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Just pour a little taste here. Good so enough. much darker than a uh, just standard white wine. Yeah. So this is like deep gold. It's not. It doesn't really look like a white wine. It's kind of interesting. My wife said it looks like pee. I mean, for a dehydrated person, maybe. I don't yeah. know. Like well, that's... like a somewhat dehydrated person. Yeah. It, it's it's it seems viscous to me. Like it's, it's syrupy. Thick. Yeah, it's yeah. Syrupy. It's like the very high sugar content. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
some swirling it around. There's a distinct difference between this and the yeah, red. Yeah, so you know, like if you swirl it around, you can yeah. see it like as the like it legs creeps form down the, the edge. Glass, it's yeah. very slow. So, all right, cheers, cheers. That's surprising. Tell me, tell me your first thoughts. My first thought is that's surprisingly good. It's it's really it's good. really good. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, like yeah, it. yeah, it's very sweet. But mm. it's not like other dessert wines that I've had that are really just like here's wine, but it's sweet. This mm. has a distinct flavor to it that I've never mm. tasted before. I'm going back in. Yeah, I don't know if it's the like viscosity or, or the mouthfeel, but I get like really strong honey notes. Yes, yes, it's um, like and like apricot and, and peach I've had mead, like I, and mm. it it has kind of the flavor of mead, but just like a very thick beer, mm-hmm. um, something about it just coats the inside of your mouth. And yeah, it for sticks sure. there and yeah, it has a sticky. recurring flavor. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm honestly very surprised. This is this is much better than I I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it's quite good. I mean, I wouldn't want to have more than a glass of it be- yeah. because of how sweet it is. Do not chug this wine. No, no. Would not suggest. I wouldn't chug any wine, but... Uh, <laughs> any wine yet. Sure, sure. But yeah, no, I I think it's quite good. So, uh, this is my first sauterne. I don't know about you. Yeah, I've never had anything like this. Uh, yeah. At all. I think this I would... This is a brand I'd be, new flavor to me. be willing to try another one. It's not as, like, complex as I was hoping. It's really just, yeah. like, thick, sweet, honey apricot kind of flavors there's not too much depth wise there but i don't know man it's pretty good anything to say about the two wines i, I, I don't know this this dessert i wine, feel like you're like obsessed i with this really wine. am i just kind of want to keep going yeah um but i i as of right now i'm prepared to give i want to say a five out of five wow that if is I, strong considering yeah. you you've never had another Saturn, i I would be careful with that. Well, yeah. So right now it's the only thing in the Sauternes category. Um, so yeah, I think it's quite yeah. good. No, I, I would a, like to try another that one. That was a really good that. call. So now we have to start buying unique wines. I actually, there's there's a, a North Georgia wine that I really want to get. Um, I'm adding it to my list to get because it is way more expensive than I usually spend for a single bottle of wine. So $4.99? More than $4.99. <laughs> yes. More than a four buck chuck, but I need to go get that. So you're right. We probably need to have an affordable wine and then an expensive wine on every episode. Sure. I think that's a cool thing. So why not? Yeah. That way I can scream double wine night every night. <laughs> um, good. I have nothing else to say. Nothing else to say ones. about the wine. Not yet. We'll see what happens. I mean, and, as it yeah. comes, we'll, we'll Yeah. We'll Five say. to ten minutes, I'm probably going to re-experience this one and then have to talk about it again. Yeah, for sure. That happens. Well... I guess we should move into the movie part of the podcast. I think we probably should. Do we want to start with a game or go right into what we've been watching this week? Let's... What have you been watching this week? All right. So I've been watching a lot because um, this week has been several weeks, (laughs) actually. Yeah, this is two weeks, by the way. We missed last week um, due to unforeseen circumstances. Um, I don't remember why, actually, anymore. You you know why. Oh, the thing happened. The thing. Yeah, the thing. Darn that thing. There were um, many tragedies mm. that struck. And I don't know that we want to get into this podcast, uh, into it on this podcast, but uh, I think we will. Yeah, I think inevitably this is going to come out. It, I, I, go ahead and just tell them. 
Okay. By many tragedies, that's not M-A, that's M-I. Many, oh, yeah, to be clear, this was not tragedies. a big deal at all. A series of very, very yeah. small tragedies. Right. Like many stubbing tragedies. my toe mm-hmm. and, um, you know, hitting the snooze button one too many times. Right. Like those kinds of things. Yeah, like I stepped on a mega block mm-hmm. and it kind of hurt. Yeah, I, I honestly, most of these tragedies were foot related. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. As most are. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> So, yeah, we, it's been two weeks, so we have a, quite a lot that we've yeah. been covering. Uh, so what have you been watching, Eric? All right, so I have, starting out my list, of course, I watched the next movie in the Fast and Furious franchise, Tokyo Drift. I have a page of notes here, lots of opinions, but it's been two weeks since I took And when you notes. say next, you mean next relative to the last episode, not next as in most recent? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I just felt like you were setting up. I just I watched people... the next one, Hobbs and Shaw. No, uh, I watched the next one, Tokyo Drift. I'm 15 years behind. Well, I assume people are going to look at the date of this and know our history. You know, this is episode three. They're going to have to listen to episode two to get here, right? Yeah. First of all, if you haven't listened to episode two, you can go straight to hell. <laughs> You're going to be way behind. <laughs> all right. There is some solid content on episode two that's going to make... So much sense. All right, so just go ahead and stop right now. We'll wait. No, not even that. Because if they came straight here, mm-hmm. instead of going to episode two, I don't even want them listening to this podcast. Just burn your phone. Just get out. Yeah. Turn this off. Unsubscribe. Don't tweet at me. Don't at me, bro. Just go. go away. That's the phrase. Okay? Yeah. All right, so. Um, yeah, what have you been watching? Tokyo Drift. And then. I'm just going to keep saying, so what have you been watching, Eric? So that I can cut everything before now and just, just play this. We have at least one good joke in that. Yeah, I'll, that I'll pick one. Yeah, there will be one good joke. Okay. So then, in keeping with my theme of white guys that should not be in Japan, I watched 47 Ronin with my parents on basic cable. So that was an experience. Mm. Yeah. Just a few thoughts on that because I only saw half of it. But mm. then I did a little bit of research. So you saw 23 and a half of I it. saw only 23. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, I did. Um, just uh, still a few too many Ronin. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's uh, the biggest mm-hmm. thing about it because I really don't want to go too far into this movie. Yeah, but this is based on an actual historical event that mm-hmm. happened in Japan and is part of their culture and history. And that's mm-hmm. fine. Make a movie about it. Make it. Make too it really great. People. Just one. Just Keanu Reeves. Oh, Keanu. It was like, right. Yeah. It, it you know goes with Tom Cruise and the Last Samurai. But they also mm-hmm. decided to take this historical thing and make it completely cool and like historical and normal, except there's like two dragon people that in no way need to be there. I mean, that's not very inclusive of you. Trying to shut out the dragon people. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's okay. <laughs> they have every right to be there. Just as much right as Keanu Reeves. Well, history does not agree. All right. Because history <laughs> did not allow them in its pages. So, okay. Uh, apart from that, I'm up through episode three of Stranger Things. Me too. Season three. And I watched Into the Spider-Verse. Me too. And then just today, I binged watched the entire first season of She-Ra and the Princesses of Power. Um, for those that aren't familiar with that show, i.e. me, I. what e. is Corey. that? This is an animated show on Netflix. Mm. And What sh- is that? Netflix? Well, yeah. is that like Blockbuster? Almost. <laughs> Imagine if you have Blockbuster in your home, on your TV. 
All right. Yeah, it that's seems what like it's a good like. idea. I don't Except know if it's going to work. Less family friendly, and you know all those fond memories we had of going to Blockbuster as yeah. a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. looking through the movies and thinking about things, and pulling yeah. up video games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like that, but like much sadder. Yeah. Do they have that thing where like sometimes the movie you want there, like the empty case is there, but like uh, when you pull behind it, like the the movie's not actually there. Do they have yeah. that on Netflix? No, it's always available. That yeah. seems like an integral part of like what I want. Yeah, there should be a little uh, like only thirty thousand people can watch this at one time. At one time, yeah. yeah. So if some, too like, many ex- people are watching, it's like, oh, I can't do it anymore. Yeah. That's going to make me want it more. Yeah. I'm sure, as as a consumer, Netflix, don't listen to this. This is a bad idea. <laughs> do not follow our advice right now on your marketing. Um, Shira is the sister to He Man. That was created Ooh. in a direct competition because gotcha. boys liked He-Man, and so they had to have something for the ladies. So they created She-Ra. They, this is a reboot that just came out like two, three years ago because they're on season three now. Okay. Honestly, fantastic. It is a really, really well-told story. Great characters. They completely stay away probably from sexual tension, but it's always kind of on the verge where you're like, wait, is this is this what oh no, it's just friendship. Okay. So um definitely, definitely enjoyed watching all of the first season. And there are some twists and turns. It's kind of mm-hmm. once you get in, I think it's thirteen episodes. Once you're past episode seven, you just gotta finish it up. Um what anything, about you, Corey? Else? No? What have you been watching? I, I've been watching many things, I, and I f- honestly forgot. Sorry? M-I-N-I things? Uh, no, no, M-A-N-Y oh, good, things. good, yes. <laughs> uh, I, I've been watching many things. Many. And uh, <laughs> I, I can't remember a lot of them because there's been so many, but I'm going to try to remember a few. So number one, I saw Zombieland for the first time. What? Yeah. What was... were you doing in 2006? Uh, yeah, I don't know, but uh, it was, no, was, it was really good. I 2009 thought. or 8, I think you're right. Yeah, Zombieland came out in 2009. Nine. Okay. And the reason I watched it is because we talked about it in because the, the last sequel. episode, yes. right? So the sequel's coming out this year. Um, oh, man, I totally spoiled the, the Bill Murray thing. Yeah, but you were totally wrong about that. Which no, I wasn't. You said that he sacrificed himself for no, that. No, 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 no. I thought that Woody Harrelson had sacrificed himself and had died at the end. I was wrong about that, but I corrected myself mid-episode and said, no, wait, he didn't die. Bill Murray died. But it wasn't a sacrifice. It wasn't sacrifice. Yeah, so I I was actually blown away. So, spoiler alert. I was blown away when Bill Murray died that fast. I was like... He doesn't stick around for a lot of I thought he was supposed to sacrifice himself. Well, I'm glad that I told you the wrong thing. Then. Yeah, so I, I, I was surprised. You, you. Yeah, you, you kept the kept the surprise. Tell alive. me another movie you haven't seen. And I'm going to tell you something wrong <laughs> about it. I'm going to tell you a character dies that doesn't die, and you're going to be watching the entire movie just waiting for this character to die. Like John dies at the end. Have you seen that? I have not because it looked terrible. It, okay, there are some things about that movie that are very very well done. All in all, not a good movie. Mm-hmm. But the first time that I watched it, I was blown away by some of the risks that they took. Like having the movie titled John Dies at the End. Mm-hmm. John does not die at the end. Hmm. We still have that little spoiler insert. Yeah. You know what? It's a movie podcast. If you don't want spoilers, you 
probably should stick that at the beginning. Although yeah. some some of the movie podcasts that I listen to have like a no spoiler section and mm-hmm. then a spoiler section. Yeah, like Which stop means, listening after three minutes. Yeah, yeah. I don't know where that nice though. I mean, we're, we're kind yeah, of kind of mean. Whatever. Uh, definitely with new movies, we 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 will do that. But um, I also watched Into the Spider Verse, which mm. I also think was amazing. It was a fantastic. Movie. It was really good. I think I'm going to rewatch it. Um, it was dense too. I yeah. mean, there was a lot of stuff going on, and I wasn't taking notes. So yeah, I wasn't taking notes either. I was just watching it for pleasure. I will say, really I I need <clears throat> a Spider-Man movie to come out that has a Spider-Man that mm. actually has a legit deep Brooklyn accent. <laughs> None of them do that. All right, this is a kid born and bred in Brooklyn. Every single Spider-Man is like that. But something, so so two things that I think were interesting that that I. F- uh, found because of my foray into the Spider-Verse. Mm. Number one, I, I didn't know this, but Sony actually owns the filming rights for oh, Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, you didn't know that. That's not why Marvel they, Studios. Yeah, that's why they were knocking out all of these Spider-Man movies, mm-hmm. and they kept rebooting the franchise. Mm-hmm. They had to continue making the Sony Spider-Man movies so that it couldn't be bought by another company. Right, and they have some agreement now with Marvel Studios, which is why... Um, Spider-Man is, is in yeah. the Avengers. I think they're they leasing him three him. movies. Yeah they're, yeah, they're basically leasing him three movies. And I think if um, Endgame didn't make like a billion dollars in box yeah. office, they would like lose the rights for any. Or, or sorry, not not uh, Endgame, the, the Spider-Man yeah. trilogy that they're working on right now. I think if um, the most recent one didn't make a billion dollars or something. So yeah, it's super interesting. There's there's some interesting stuff there. That maybe is worth getting into in an episode where we talk about Spider-Verse, but not this episode. Just talk about all of the Spider-Man movies. Have one giant Spider-Man episode. Oh, yeah, like a 10-hour episode. Yeah, that'd be so great. I could go into the animated series. <laughs> yeah. So one thing that I... Another thing I thought was interesting is is there was like this theme of the number 42 throughout. I don't know if you noticed that. Uh, I did you not. Watched? Tell me more. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a reference to a um, Spider-Man comic yeah. uh, because it's not uncommon to have those Easter eggs in the Spider-Man movies to references to Spider-Man comics, but uh, it's actually a reference to Jackie Robinson's Jersey number, which I thought was interesting. Wait, what what references were in the movie? Do you remember them? Like where did 42 pop up? Oh, um, like the one that I remember most clearly is like when he falls from some building or something, um, like literally he's framed by like a a number four and a number two from a sign. That, that fell and, and there's many other instances as well i love the idea yeah i, I really liked uh everything about miles morales mm-hmm. his his spider-man and i'm trying i'm remembering all of the other characters who came in i love like black and white yeah do you, um, do you know who film voiced, noir do you know who voiced film noir spider-man no. nicholas cage really yeah. oh my god he's having so much fun and uh spider pig i can't remember what his spider pig it was just spider pig right i think that, he was, that just that was uh, john yeah. mulaney oh yeah his Stand-up is fantastic. Really good. He also did this uh, where he's dressed as an old man. Um, yeah, with Nick Kroll. Yeah, which yeah. was um, very good. And my same. wife walked in halfway as I was watching it and then walked away in disgust because she couldn't figure <laughs> out what was going on. Um, is, on Broadway? No. Um, the Oh Hello Show. The Oh Hello Show. Yes, that's right. It's funny because I also like a band called the Oh Hellos. Uh, maybe it's just nick kroll and john mulaney <laughs> maybe it is in very elaborate outfits um so other things i watched i did also watch stranger things episode three mm-hmm. pretty good Things i guess clipping along yeah. yeah yeah it's uh it's still good um, i keep thinking how many times is this kid gonna get taken 
But so far, he has not been taken. I, I will say, mm-hmm. like, they, they've kept away from him. He's just sad because nobody wants to play Dungeons & Dragons. Yeah. Which, aren't we all just sad that our friends don't want to play Dungeons & Dragons all Yeah, the time? which we talked about this before we hit record, but I, I have had zero experience with D&D. Like, period. Mm-hmm. My brother plays it, but uh, I was never really into it. Never had any exposure to it. Don't even know how it works. And Dice. Yeah, there's like the D20 and all these different Ds. A lot of D. A lot of D. And uh, so Slash Filmcast, which Mm -hmm. I listen to, one of the hosts, Jeff Kanata, hosts Dungeon Run. And they're like three hours long on YouTube. And I watched a good almost two hours of it. And I don't know what was keeping me around, but like it was really entertaining. I only used to play Dungeons and Dragons once a year at my friend Tristan's birthday party. We used to stay up all night. And at around 2 a.m., we would start creating a character. It took us probably two hours to create a character mm-hmm. because you have to go through all these stats. You know, if you have this much strength, you, ha- you have this much shielding and everything equates because you only have a certain number of points. Mm-hmm. After two hours of creating characters, we probably played for 45 minutes. And by that <laughs> point, we were nine years old. We did not have a lot, enough attention yeah. span to go more than like three hours doing any one thing. And then we started doing something else. So most of my Dungeons & Dragons experience is just creating a really cool character every year. And it's totally worth it. I highly suggest it. Maybe I'll do that. You I'll should. never play. I'll just you, make no, up just characters. don't play. Don't worry yeah. about it. Just create a character, maybe two or three, and then just imagine how they might interact with each other. Um, the the last thing that I'll mention that I watched is Clue. Clue, the classic. Movie, 1985. Yeah. It was. It was funny. Isn't it? I get like I, flames, <laughs> flames on the side of my face. Yeah. <laughs> it was. Uh, <laughs> It was fine. It, it was one of my was, wife's favorite movies. Ever. Really? Yeah, she loves it. Wow. Absolutely loves it. It's not that. It's not that good. <laughs> no, it's, I mean, it's very. I feel like everything is tongue in cheek because yeah, it's very it, silly. It is a, it, a movie based on a on board a board game. game yeah, and right. aside from Jumanji, how many good? Uh, no, Parcheesi mm. did not take off. Battleship, I believe, bombed. What was Jumanji a board game before the movie? No, that was a joke. Okay. Just wanted to be clear on yeah, that. To my knowledge, I don't know. Are there any demon wooden board games out there? Well, it doesn't have to be yeah. a demon wooden board game. I'm just saying like... Just the, a regular the, the game, demon. Jumanji, yeah. and then they're like, oh, put their spin on it. No, I don't believe. I okay. just in this conversation did remember that they made a battleship uh, Yeah, a battleship movie. movie. Yeah, that's right. What a bad idea that was. It was a terrible movie, yeah, too. Considering that is a game that literally could be played with a box and a piece of grid paper. Yeah. And you could just... You didn't even need the pieces. You, you didn't need the pieces, but that's what made it fun. Like the cool battle stations. and. Did you ever cheat by putting your, your two-point ship on top of your battleship? No. Yeah, you, man. You're not allowed to do that. Well, you know, if you don't read the rules, you're allowed to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would always, uh, not always, I would occasionally move my ship. Mm, you were always a cheater. <laughs> I was I not a good sport when I was younger. <laughs> <laughs> I just never lost, ever. Yeah, because I cheated yeah. all the time. <laughs> and if I was, if it seemed like I was going to lose, I would just quit. I perpetually lost at everything because my older brother was just better than me at everything. Mm-hmm. But I had this indomitable spirit, and I never learned. I <laughs> never much? did. I never, I never learned that I was going to lose. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Is that a brag to say yeah, I'm really yeah, it's, bad, it's but I believe that I'm good? You did use the words indomitable spirit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I did, but 
naive. I was very naive yeah. about my but, own skill set. Did you ever play RuneScape? Oh, God. I Probably, but not enough to remember. Yeah, I, that was like the one game I was like actually good at. Yeah. I played many games, many MMORPGs in my day. RuneScape, I spent a lot of time on in middle school, and uh, I was quite good. Uh, there are only two games that I feel very confident in my skills. One is Mario Kart 64, mm-hmm. Princess Peach all the way. I will school anybody on the internet. Come at me. Do it. Um, anyone? Anyone. All right. Anyone. Yeah. Um, and then Super Mario Brothers for the Super Nintendo. I didn't know I was good at that game until I hooked it up to my TV in college and I was playing with my friends and I realized how bad they all were. And then I'm just like scooting through levels and having a great time. I guess maybe I had a bad sample size and they were just all really terrible at this game. Mm-hmm. But I was fantastic at it. Besides besides that, I, I am very subpar in most other games. Um, that's all I've been watching this week. Have you ever gotten YouTube Red, right? That's their original mm, yes, channel. No. And you can get... I, I, didn't, I was thinking about trying it because you can get a six-month membership for free or something like that. You that's know, how they get try you. Try it out. Yeah. I actually... I, I've been telling everyone this because I, I feel like I figured something out. We had HelloFresh for a while. Again with the hello. Fresh. I know. Oh I'm my not gosh. trying to make it a thing, but <laughs> it's okay because I've been trying to cancel it because it's too expensive and I can't make things in bulk. I need leftovers from my busy lifestyle, having a screaming two-year-old. Yeah, and they, you know, it's just meals for two people. There's never any leftovers, or rarely many leftovers. So I canceled it, and so they gave me fifty percent off my next meal. Like okay, so fine. you went ahead and ordered I'll do it. it. One more, I'll do it one more week because that's a pretty good deal. And then I canceled it again, and then they gave me sixty percent off my next meal. Yeah. So sorry. Okay, fine. So I, right, I did I'm that back. week too. Yeah. yeah, and then I canceled it seventy percent. If you, I, I, and and just today I canceled it again, mm-hmm. and they gave me another seventy percent off. So either I've snuck through the cracks and have now in some kind of algorithm loop where yeah. it's going to continue giving me... I think they'll stop eventually. I have But honestly, there, there's probably a lot of margin on those. I, I feel yeah. like... Maybe not. I don't, I don't really know how much they cost, but they may be able to just do that and... And, and still make money on me? Maybe not maybe. make money on you, yeah. but, but at least you're talking about it. I'm pretty sure that I mean, the I'm ad spending... plays on your phone in episode one. You're talking about it for now. Like This is like a 20-second mid-roll yeah. for free for HelloFresh. That's true. If we're charging like per listener, uh, like one cent per listener that's like two pennies it's gonna really freak me out if my next 70 percent off voucher <laughs> just says two cents. wine dads oh. <laughs> how creepy would that be i highly doubt that so other than tokyo drift that's pretty much everything i watch so okay. i think it's time to play guess that trailer guess that trailer it's game time for those of you that don't know guess that trailer it's a pretty simple game basically we pick a movie trailer from either a new or old movie we play 15 seconds of it, get a guess, play another 15 seconds, get a guess. If you get it right the first time, you get 100 points. If you get it right the second time, you get 50 points. The points don't matter and the game's made up. All games are made up. Legally, I can say that. <laughs> just so you know. Look, this game is not made up. This is a real game. What is that? I just meant the the, yeah. uh, the legal the potential legal action from uh, <laughs> Whose Line Is It Anyway? I've never heard of that show. That show doesn't exist. Yeah. All right, here we go. Here comes your trailer. (laughs) 
Okay, yeah. so I heard an interesting theme at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I heard birds. Yeah. I heard spooky thunderstorm sounds. My best guess is that this is a Wes Anderson reboot of the Alfred Hitchcock movie, The Birds. Very potentially close. I don't know who directed this. So you could have the director. Okay. Right. I I don't know. I don't know. But I do know it is not The Birds. Okay. So we're going to continue. 15 more. What a lovely morning. Time to wake the children. So I heard a female lead. You did. Presumably a strong well, one. lead. Okay. Female actress. Um, I heard another female actress, mm-hmm. younger, perhaps. So this is a movie about a mother and a daughter and their relationship. Something about storms. So like maybe their dog is afraid of the storms and she's telling her to get up to comfort the dog. This is Marley and me. Colon, The Addams Family. I don't even know. Okay, yes, you are right. It is a remake of The Addams Family called The Addams Family Halloween. I'm pretty sure it's called I like the Addams Marley Family. And me, the Marley Family. and Me, The Addams Family, yeah. Part 3. Yes, so they are again remaking The Addams Family. This one is animated. Uh, I really, really, there's a lion in here, and I do not remember there being a lion in The Addams Family, but you know, I haven't seen the movie yet. Uh, there was the new Adams Family on, mm-hmm. I think, ABC Family mm-hmm. when I was younger. I really enjoyed that TV show. I really did. Plus, you had Adams Family Values, um, just the regular Adams Family that came out. Uh, I've never been disappointed by anything Adams Family. Let me ask you a question. Yes, Corey. Adams Family or the Monsters? Adams Family all the way. Hmm. All the way. I like the Monsters, but because I was so deeply ingrained into the Adams family before I saw the monsters. It always just seemed like a cheap ripoff, even though I'm pretty sure it went the other way around. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of the monsters. Yeah. To be honest, let's go with your trailer. All right. Yeah. You got it. All right, there's your first 15 I'm pretty sure I heard a rattle. I'm going with Snakes on a Plane, part two? Wait, was there already a sequel? Part three, just in case. Yeah, part three, because you're missing Snakes on a Train. And actually, part three was Snakes on Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Yeah. Now, well, next thing, it's got to be Snakes on a Boat. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This has nothing to do with Snakes. Nothing to do with Snakes. All right. You may have heard a rattle. I don't know. I it think was, it, it may have been a gun. It was of, definitely yeah. a gun. <laughs> yeah. All right. Here's the next 15. I'm creating a whole attic. New profits, new markets, the whole shop. That's the second load now that's been light and overcut. I'm aware. This is your territory. It's your responsibility. So fix it. Sounds you like... You should have recognized a voice in there. I did, but I don't know... I, I can't place it. I really can't. Should recognize two voices. It's not Hobbs and Shaw, is it? 
No, 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 no. No, but there, okay, so it sounded like drug people talking about mm-hmm. drug things. Definitely mm-hmm. some drug running going on. We got guns. I'm definitely feeling an action movie on this. Um, there's going to be some car chase scenes. There's going to be some stuff going on. Mm-hmm. It's like Jason Bourne. Uh, no. Nothing no, about not, that. Is not true. that. Okay. Yes. Um, this is Running with the Devil. Running with the Devil. Like that, but the Nicolas Cage movie. Oh my God. So, did he speak in that? Did, he, he did. He did? All right. Can you play me just his part again? Does he scream bees? No. That's the only way I can recognize him. All right. Ready? I'm aware. I'm aware? Yeah. That was the Nicolas Cage voice that I was supposed to recognize? Yes. I'm aware? It was very obvious it was him. Was it? Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. Well, that was... Guess this trailer? We both still have zero points. Well, I mean, you kind of got it. Oh, no. I did. I totally yeah, got it. Yeah, I got 50 I mean, points. Yeah. All right, I feel that is the first one that we've actually guessed, but yeah. I still don't think you would have gotten it if it didn't play that stupid chord at the beginning. <laughs> oh, man. I didn't know that was going to be there. Yeah. I should have done some research. should have. Yeah. Well, you snooze, you lose. That's on me, There's guys. 50 points in my bank. Okay. Is it refill time? Sure. Yeah, why not? Every time is refill time. Somewhere. <laughs> Right. Um, going back and forth between the sweet wine to the red wine. Yeah, different. I don't know that I intended for you to switch back and forth. I kind of thought you'd like drink one. No, I got one in each other. hand here. I'm just, mm-hmm. you know. Double fist. Plug and chug. Yeah. Trying to balance the sweetness. You're making a rosé. <laughs> <laughs> in my mouth. Oh, gross. No, don't do that. Um, movie that we both watched. Into the Spider-Verse? No. We already talked about that. The other one. Tokyo Drift. Tokyo Drift. Tokyo Drift. Tokyo Drift. All right. The first thing that I have to say about this. Yeah. This all starts. All these people are way too old to probably be in high school. For sure. For sure. Also, his main villain in the first 20 minutes is Brad from Home Improvement. Home Improvement. Yeah, <laughs> I, like, I really Brad, had trouble with that. Brad, no, you've fallen so far. Is it because yeah, you he, lost your soccer scholarship? Yeah, Why? he was always kind of a punk, though. Yeah, he wasn't the lovable child. No. It was Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Of course. I mean, we all know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even remember the middle kid. Uh, he he wasn't. Jonathan Taylor Thomas no, was, he was the, the young, middle kid. He was the youngest one. No. No? No. Then I don't remember the youngest Mark kid. Aaron Noah Smith played Mark Taylor, the youngest brother. Okay. So what was Jonathan Taylor Thomas' character's name? Randy. Randy. Yeah. He showed up in uh, Tim Allen's new show. Yeah. Um, yeah. Last Man Standing. Last Man Standing. I loved all of that. All yeah, of me that. too. I, I think it's really well done. I haven't watched since they changed the characters around, though. No, Mandy is a different act. Yeah, uh, yeah. They brought it back on NBC. Yeah, it switched networks, but I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. I think it's fine. Yeah. Um, but back to this. I forget. You have oh! literally a page of Yeah, notes. I know, but I can't read my own handwriting. And I don't know what doesn't stop bullies exclamation part. Doesn't stop bullies. <laughs> doesn't stop bullies. What does that mean? Oh, oh, the main character. Okay, I, I, the, he sees a guy getting bullied. And he does not stop the bullies. I think this is he does to... he does later. It's foreshadowing because he does later in Japan. 
Yeah, I think it's supposed he to show in. us that he's growing, yeah. you know, as, as a person. Yeah, it was their, it's kind of a their Han pitiful Solo attempt to... shoots first kind of thing of like, oh, this guy's a scoundrel. He's, yeah. he's a not good guy. The thing that always amazes me about these movies is for some reason, these main characters are always able to attract girls who are already dating their rivals. Just yeah. by existing and having a car, this girl immediately falls for him. Well, I have something to say about that. That girl was in high school. Yes. And DK was not. That was creepy as all get And they, like, reference it. Yeah, right? His cronies are like, dude, you kind of need to find a girl who's not It's like, quit hanging out with high schoolers, you psycho. Yeah. Like, pedo. But they're still kind of, like, too afraid to say anything. Yeah, that's a problematic relationship right there. Where are her parents? In all of this, who knows? I, in Australia, I, I guess. guess she's kind of. And I had trouble with her army. accent. Well, nobody knows what. Where are these people from? Okay, so yes, white guy goes to Japan immediately. That's basically, that should be the name of this movie. White guy goes to Japan, <laughs> and like question he mark, is, he is just a farce of like like Southern American. Like he he is ridiculous. So uh, something interesting about this, apparently. That is his real accent. That is disgusting. Apparently, it is. He's. I think he's from Kentucky. And he seems like. And, he's and from that Kentucky. is. But they don't. They don't say where he is until you get further into the movie, and he's like instant messaging her, and his name is Bama Boy. Yeah, yeah. So he's right, supposed right. to be from Alabama, right, from Alabama with yeah. that accent, and yeah, everybody is always going, "That's not a real accent," but it is actually the way that this guy sounds. So I don't know what it means to sound like somebody. Who is badly trying to impersonate you, but that's somehow yeah. what he manages to do. Well, yeah. that means that he's the reason there's a stereotype. Yeah, I guess it. Just that guy. Just that one guy. All by himself. This movie was insane. The other thing that he does instantaneously is like go to this drift night in random parking garage mm-hmm. and like the mob guy, DK's friend Han. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know how to describe Han. He like works just, for DK. He's like, kind got anger of. issues. Yeah. A lot of anger issues. Han doesn't. No, no, his friend. Yeah, friend DK does. Yeah. So yeah. he lets him drive his presumably super expensive car immediately mm-hmm. because he wants to see what he's got. That's crazy. That doesn't happen to you? No. It happens to me all the time. I'm just walking around somewhere and I get into a street fight and then somebody gives me a really expensive car to drive around. It's crazy. And yeah. he uh, he just demolishes that car and doesn't yeah. think the first time he hits the wall, <laughs> man, maybe I should stop. Yeah, I this should is just stop foolish. and back up. No, he continues bashing into both sides yeah. like he's playing bumper cars. Yeah, just and wrecking this car. I'm going to make it to the top, guys. I'm going to make it to the top. Yeah. And again, how does every single person that he meets in Japan... He's street racer. Every well, person. he's running in the street racing scene. Yeah, but like the first random dude that he that he meets and like befriends him. Is this the only illegal activity in Japan besides whatever it is the Yakuza are doing and his uncle? Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's just this. It's just cars. What did you think of the cars? They were all very bright. Yeah. And it's very... I don't know, because most of this movie didn't have that same kind of like... It was all 
tight turns and twists because that's the point of the drift. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like there were they were going for something completely different in this movie than they were in all of the other movies. It wasn't necessarily about speed. It was yeah. about accuracy and precision. I don't actually know the the drift. Like this thing that they're going on and on about. Like you've got to learn to do the drift in order yeah. to exist. You don't know what drifting is? Well, Did you I do watch now. that movie? <laughs> I just, I'm so confused. Was it, is drifting a drug? Yeah. <laughs> Although yeah. they definitely talk. That might have um, been a better movie. They talk about racing in this movie like it is a drug. His dad comes to him, to him in the middle of the night as he comes in, you know, sweaty. He's like, have you been racing? Been have you been racing again? again? I'm sending you home. Like, yeah, yeah he was it, like, have you been drinking again? This, mm-hmm. this makes no sense the way they're talking about it. What did it. you think about the, like, the dad gets the car that needs some work and he's like, I just don't know if it's worth putting time into. Might take it to the junkyard. Oh, man. It's almost like he's referencing the relationship it's with like, his son. It was like God. painful. It, it felt like they would, thought they were being a little clever. Yeah. And it was just not Oh, good. the audience will never see this coming around. Right, yeah. yeah. Full circle. Right. Oh, and wait, his like, dad has a junker like, hmm, just when he might need a vehicle? I wonder if he's going to fix this car up. And Yet then again. at the same time, his relationship with his father is fixed. Yet again, deadbeat dad, who he has never spent time with, is also a car guy. Okay, first of all, deadbeat? This guy is, a, is an American hero. Okay, he's in the military, working hard in Japan, in Japan, living in a shitty apartment. It because is that's all he very can tiny with like one cot, but still has two rooms. What does he do there? Uh, he... he definitely had a hooker the first time. Yeah, he definitely did. I mean, he might not have paid her. I'm pretty sure she. So was a if she doesn't get paid, is she still a hooker? Yes, she's just. If, an if you don't get paid, are you still a banker? Uh, no. Until you quit, you are. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess that's true. I don't, um, but yeah, yeah, I forgot about her. Wow, are you a banker? Really... Is that the right thing? Is that, is that, you can call me a banker. Is that yeah. like a... Yeah, it's, it's easier to it's, just it's, say It's banker. insulting to it's, call you a banker, it, isn't it? No, no. I mean, I'm not crying. You, are you in finance? No, financier? no, actually, that, that makes it seem more pretentious. Yeah. Because I've never learned anything about finance. I prefer pretension. I really just sell stuff. I just happen to sell banking things. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, what else do you have to say about Tokyo Drift? Let me see here. Oh, did his mom just sleep with that cop? Interesting. Oh, yeah. And it like seemed like she's done that before to get him out. Yeah, like this kid's been in a lot of trouble. They've yeah. had to move several times. He should probably be in juvie. And I get right. the feeling that his mom has worked out a system. Also, here. here's another question. If they've had to move states and take him out of school multiple times for racing and other such things, why would he be driving the car that he's driving? Yeah, this makes no sense. Where does he get this car? Who is allowing him to have this it's car? Crazy. Give that guy a Prius. Okay? Don't give him a car. No, give him a smart car. Drop Something him off. That just be responsible. Yeah. He should not have a license at this point. He should not be able right. to afford the insurance that he is paying. Yeah. Because he's definitely in high school not older than that. Right, yeah, yeah. It looks like he's in high school. I gotta look up the name of this song. So in the middle of one of these racing scenes, I'm watching this with subtitles on because it's late, my kid's asleep, and I have the volume down, so I'm watching with subtitles. 
And in the middle of one of these racing scenes, suddenly my subtitles start saying, Bawataba, da bang, a dang, diggy, 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 <laughs> set the boogie, set up, jump the boogie. <laughs> and all I hear is the car revving. That's yeah, it. That's right. all. The, yeah. like, the music is so low. I can't hear anything. And I, I, I think I'm having a seizure. I don't know what is happening. It's just my subtitles have gone crazy. And then slowly but surely the music comes back up and I can hear the rest of it. But for a second, I thought Kid Rock had just overwhelmed my senses and mm-hmm. it had taken over in my notes i just put diggy diggy question mark <laughs> oh yeah what kind of texas town i thought it was texas when it started sends their criminals to japan but that's before i knew he was going to see his dad mm-hmm. oh yeah as soon as i saw that i was like what what deal is this where yeah, you right. get a free trip to japan Can instead I of going to jail law? it's like is this a british australia thing yeah, like I, what is happening in this I universe i would like to take that package please Oop. han is always eating i don't know yeah. why why this is the thing about this franchise there's yeah. always one guy who is eating yeah. all the time these like writers Roman only have three or four guys. character types and they're just recycling them over and over again han dies yeah Which is crazy. So we should talk about that a little bit because it's really interesting that Han is in the next four movies, right? Well, as it's been explained to me, those are flashbacks because, well, he might come back, but the next movie is going back in time. Yeah, exactly. Right. So the timeline of the Fast and Furious movies, Tokyo Drift is actually like pretty far down the line. So Tokyo Drift is after... uh, it's kind of interesting. Like, I think like Fast Five and Fast and Furious Six. Yeah. There are some parts of both of those movies that are after Tokyo Drift, but Tokyo Drift definitely like if you look at like the average takes place after Fast and Furious Six. So you said Drift, which I'm pretty sure is like a shampoo or a deodorant. Why are you trying to trash on me right now? <laughs> no, wait, no, it's baby, it's baby yeah, laundry, that, detergent. The laundry detergent. That's what it is. Okay, yeah. sorry. And then I started thinking about Tokyo Draft. And all right, sorry, go on. So yeah, so Han dies in the third movie mm-hmm. and then appears in the next three movies. And I think he is in some flashbacks and such in, in the other ones as well. Because I, I, I mean, Vin Diesel, where he rolls up at the end, it was like, yeah, right. I used to roll with Han, yeah, and he was I in knew my crew. him. So yeah. then we see the flashback of where he was actually in his crew. I haven't seen that, but I assume it's really cool. I mean, it's not a flashback. He's in the movie. Well, yeah, like, but it's, it's, a movie along, it's a movie along flashback. Okay, that's not a movie. That, that's a not prequel. a flashback. It's a prequel. That's a prequel. It's a prequel. <laughs> what is a prequel but a movie long flashback? <laughs> I'm going. What did you uh, major in? It's a flashbacks. Just flashbacks. I mean, like yeah. history. Well, no, flashbacks. You know, it's just like when, when something had that happened before now. That's a flashback. Yeah, and you're remembering it. Yeah. Right, that's a flashback. Mm-hmm. No. A flashback is like remembering against your will. Is it? I think it is. Because if you flashback to something you don't want to remember it, it's probably a bad memory. But what if I do want to remember it? Then that's just remembering. <laughs> but what if it's uh, like sudden? What if you're forced to remember something that you oh want gosh. to remember? That's you're a ridiculous. gift, my friend. You're ridiculous ridiculous what else do i have yeah racing is a drug oh one of the best lines in the movie why don't you find a japanese girl like every other white guy around here yeah which is a legitimate point there've got to be japanese girls mm. there again why choose the one girl who is dating the yakuza guy mm. and yet again why does she fall for this random white guy from texas arkansas nobody knows Mm -hmm. nobody knows what she sees in him nobody knows why she's there or where her parents are or why her family is okay with her dating 
possibly a 35 year old i don't know how old uh dk is it's, yeah it's yeah like not 30. high school i think 30 yeah late 20s we'll, we'll go we'll go with that but he has some issues definite issues there was also a line in this that i was hoping you could shed some light on for me um somebody calls him a wanker and i know what that is yes <laughs> he says a wanker what do i look like a zebra and yeah what I does that i mean? don't know what that means <laughs> i don't and i very I did a very quick Google search, and all I could find were people quoting this, but no explanation on that whatsoever. So I don't know if it was just yeah, like ridiculous just on top of yeah. ridiculous. But anytime somebody says something that I don't agree with now or something that I don't understand, I'm just going to say, what do I look like, a zebra? <laughs> I think it's the perfect comeback. So – No, I'm not done. Okay. <laughs> I have another zebra story. All right. I was in college and I was in the computer lab late one night working on something. And there were some uh, guys next to me uh, and they were both international students from Kenya. And they were just talking and I was you know, not really listening, but they were right next to me. And one of them says, you got a girl? And the guy says, nah, man, she's back in Kenya riding a zebra. And I just died. <laughs> I just died. There's no way you can't hear that. And he said it with a straight face. I still don't know if he was, uh, you yeah, know, poor guy. He was lonely. That is an insane story. <laughs> uh, I have a fun fact to share. Um, Vin Diesel actually was not in the original cut of this movie. It got really bad test screenings, which does not surprise me. And Universal <laughs> came back to Vin Diesel and asked him to make that cameo at the very end to try to... Like, we got to do something, man. All yeah. right. We got to leave them some positive vibes, make them think maybe the next movie will be better. Exactly. And, and very intelligently, he negotiated uh, the rights of the Riddick franchise ooh, in exchange smart. for that like 10 second cameo. Which is great. What is the... Okay, so there's Chronicles of Riddick, but there was mm -hmm. a movie before that. What was the the first one? I don't know. Shadow, Light... Oh God, I can't remember what it was called. I've seen Chronicles of Riddick several times, but I don't think I've actually finished the entire franchise. Mm -hmm. That was like a pet project of his, wasn't it? The yeah, music? so he... Yeah, yeah he, he... After that happened, in 2013, he made Riddick independent mm -hmm. of Universal's because, yeah. Universal Studios because he had the rights. Good for you. Yeah, good on him. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I thought was interesting is that uh, Toyo Tires donated 4,000 tires to <laughs> Universal for this, and they used about half of them. That just seems right. Even in the movie, they reference how many tires they go through. Yeah, drifting is not good for your yeah. tires. It's a lot of smoke. It's a lot yeah. of... Plus, tires aren't really meant to go sideways. No, no, they're not. And they're just spinning, right? It's uh, terrible. Um, as and Do you have anything else to say? Um, everything else on my list, I, I can't understand. Like um, Tabasco floats. You know anything about Tabasco floats? No. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Um, oh, okay, so this is a thing that movies do, and I don't understand it. Why are all of these kids hanging out outside in the parking lot? My my high school was not like that. No. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, in the morning. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe in the, a little bit in the afternoons. But generally speaking, you did not have these crowds of kids hanging around so much in the parking lots, checking out each other's cars, getting into fights, you know, that kind of mm -hmm. thing. You didn't get into races with the uh, kids at your school? The, the kids? 
Yeah. I smoked them in my Mazda MPV minivan. <laughs> did you yeah. really drive? <laughs> I actually did. Yes, it was a 2004 Mazda MPV silver minivan. It's the only minivan that we've ever seen that only had a door on one side of the back. And the door did not slide open. It swung open. Oh, uh, it was the best car ever because I could speed as much as I wanted and nobody ever pulled me over. I would go by officers going 20 over and they all just assumed i was a soccer mom who was having a really bad day and i was late to something and i never <laughs> never got pulled over it is the ultimate driving vehicle taglines for this movie do you want to guess oh man taglines for tokyo drift oh something about being overseas if you can't drift you can't drive that is so close. Really? If you ain't out of control, you ain't in control. Wow. Okay. So I got the rhythm down at yeah. least. Okay. Um, the oh. other one, speed needs no translation. And then on the streets of Tokyo, speed needs no translation. Uh, budget for this movie. Any guesses? They could have made a lost in translation joke in there. And they didn't do it. Yeah. Budget for this. So I'm going to say, oof, they had to do a lot of stuff. And they went through a lot of tires. So I'm going to say budget was $32 million. 85. What? <laughs> yeah, which seems insane. Oh, that is too much. This is estimated, but still, $85 million seems insane for this movie. I am guessing it did not make $85 million. Uh, in the U.S., it grossed $62.5 million. Yeah. Cumulative worldwide was 158.4. I wonder how it did in Japan. I don't know. That would be interesting to see. Yeah. This... It's strangely well in China. We don't know why. But... Yeah, it, I feel like that's probably true. But yeah, so I guess it maybe made money after you take into account yeah, marketing. International and, and over a certain number of years. Um, but yeah, so it, I think it's my least favorite Fast and Furious movie. Out of the two I have currently seen, I agree. Wait, you've only seen two? It's just been so long since I've seen oh, any okay. of the others. Like, I know I've seen the first one, but I can't yeah. remember anything about it. Yeah, so. I also thought it was an interesting take to not have any of the characters from the other two movies. Yeah. At, like, And they didn't even like address that. And they only brought Vin Diesel in as a desperate measure at the end. Like, right, no, he wasn't supposed to be yeah. in, the, in this movie. So I wonder if they were trying to make it this kind of spin-off... We can just have. We're trying to make it about cars. Like, yeah, it's like Fast yeah. and Furious is, is anybody. We don't have to pay these people exactly super high dollar to be recurring characters. Yeah, we can get nobodies off the street, and it'll be fine because all people care about is the cars. Yeah, wrong, wrong. wrong. Yeah, yeah. No, this movie is weird and terrible. The best thing about it was Vin Diesel. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I remember this movie being good. Like <laughs> Did when you? I first watched really? it. Really? Yeah. Whatever. Fifteen years ago, I remember it being good, and I I feel like I liked it. Looking back now, Fast and the Furious, good. Too Fast, Too Furious, good. Tokyo Drift is not good. I, I, I feel very strongly that Tokyo yeah. Drift is not good. So there were some other people online who, uh, who also thought that it was good. I, I looked at some Google reviews, some Amazon reviews, and, you know, it was a lot of the same stuff that you expect. You know, I love this movie. I hate this movie. This movie was trash. This movie was great. But one really stuck with me because it was from a six-year-old girl named Cindy. <laughs> Cindy Lou Who? Just Cindy. I don't know. I don't know. Her last name may have been Lou Who. I don't know the status of her whoiness. And uh, I just said whoiness. <laughs> I wanted to giggle. Um, but she she posts in that she posts her age. She's like, I am six years old and I love this movie. And personally, I just love that because 
That's her statement of authority. First of all, somebody taught her writing. You got to say that statement of authority up front. I'm not just five guys. I am six years old and mm. I know what I'm talking about and I love this movie. And that's it. But I was able to track down Cindy. This that's movie came out creepy in 2006. That is creepy. No, no, no. no. It came out in 2006. She was six in 2006. All right. She is now 19. It doesn't matter what you say. This is creepy. It but is. go ahead. All right. I was able to track her down. Don't say that. <laughs> Go we ahead. were able to track no, her down. No, 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 definitely don't. <laughs> it was say mostly that. Corey. No, he was I had mainly able to, to track her down. Nothing. Cindy contacted us, knowing that we were going to do this episode, and reference her six-year-old Amazon review. All right, she contacted us, and she wanted to call in to talk about her life now and looking back on Tokyo Drift. Uh, Corey, would you be uh, willing to take this call today? No, this is creepy. A person is allowed to call in. All right, we'll open up the phone lines. And you gotta open you, up the phone you lines. You can text Cindy, you freaking creep. You probably got her cell phone number. Oh. You, why don't you send her a Snapchat, you yeah. weirdo? Actually, she still uses AIM. <laughs> oh, yeah, send her an AIM. Oh, why? I had to create AIM a new message. profile. It's still up there. All right, yeah, it looks like we've got a call on line two. Hello? Uh, you're on with Wine Dads. Hello? Uh, hello, Who, who's calling? Hi, this is Cindy. Uh, well, hi, Cindy. Is this is this the Cindy that Eric's been telling me so much about? Uh, yeah. Look, we've been talking about Tokyo Drift today, and, you know, we found your review on Amazon, and it was really, really interesting. And we really love what you have to say about it, and that you just really embraced, you know, your age and everything. And how, how old are you now? I'm 19. So as a 19-year-old, so 13 years has passed since your original review, how do you feel like your perception of Tokyo Drift has changed over the years? Ah, uh, well, I love cars. I've always loved cars. I've always loved being near them, being around them. Most people don't know this, but for years, I was one of the people who stood in between the cars when they were about to go on the races, and I would hold the flag. Right. And then I would say, go. Okay. And then they would go off. It's because you may have noticed I have a little frog in my voice. No, you sound lovely. Oh, thank you. You're... You're probably the cute one, aren't you? So, I, yeah, I'm a little frog. That's because I've had a lot of second-hand car exhaust. Oh, no. Yeah. I see. Mm -hmm. So the, the yeah. exhaust from, from starting all those races. Also, a lot of them had flames yeah. coming out. Right. Sometimes they were colors. Yeah. Did you ever uh, experience any singeing or, or anything like that from the flames? Often. Often? Often, yes. If you had to just put a number on how many races you've started, how many would you say? I don't have all of my fingers anymore, but I'm pretty sure I have done more than 12. 12? <laughs> yeah, that sounds, I think so. I blacked out for about four <laughs> years. When I may have still been doing races, and I don't know for a fact, but I know I did eight before then, and at least four yesterday. 
so you did, <laughs> so you did four yesterday, even after all of this trauma to your your throat and lungs. Oh, I don't find it traumatic at all. Really? I find it very exciting. Have you seen a doctor about your condition? Oh, honey, no. They'll just tell me to stop. I, I think they might. I think you should take their advice. You should consider it. I don't. I don't. I, are you a doctor? No. No, I'm not. I'm not going to listen to you. <laughs> well, okay. So you need a doctor to tell you to go to the doctor. That's right. Okay. That's the first opinion. The only people I trust. Only people who trust are doctors. That's right. So how did you get into the racing scene? Ah! Uh, oh, well, it looks like we may have lost Cindy. Cindy, are you... Hello! Oh, there, she's back. Cindy, is I... Darren there? Darren is out today on vacation, actually. Oh, I like Darren. Yeah, we'll send him your uh, well wishes. Um, anything else you want to say, Cindy? No, I'm, I'm just, I'm glad that you guys are talking about Tokyo Drift. It was one of my absolute favorites. I don't know why it doesn't play on the cable more. I, I don't know. Maybe because it's such a good movie, it's too expensive. Can you talk to them? I, I, we will certainly try. Can you talk to them? Yeah, we'll give it a try. Can you? Can you talk to them? Well, I'm not a doctor, so they may not listen to me. Oh. Can you find a doctor to talk to them? <laughs> All right, Cindy, thank you so much for your call. Okay. Really appreciate Say it. Say hi to Darren. All right, will do. Thanks, Cindy. Okay. Uh, Eric, you were awfully quiet during that. Well, I just, it? I had somewhere to be. It was, uh, yeah. I, I, I was really just getting back into this You, you got a little emotional there. It, it, I mean, I know you spent a lot of time, I'm not going to say stalking, because I think that would mischaracterize the relationship you have with Cindy, but... Um, really just tracking down, yeah. digging through her profile, I like to use the word looking tracking. at pictures. Yeah. yeah, you were like like a bloodhound on the scent of a criminal. And, and just really day in, day out, sifting through phone books, watching her. I mean, showing up to her work and talking to her friends, telling them that you're her friend, trying to get information. And I, I guess just all of that, you built this emotional connection. And I think when you heard her voice... You, you, you just really, I, I saw something in your eyes, a spark, something, a, a, a solitary tear rolled down your eye. Um, it, it was quite beautiful. The trick when trying to track somebody down is to get any picture you can find of them. I mean, newspaper clippings. And you put them up on your wall and you mm-hmm. connect them with different colors of string. Mm-hmm. And and then every now and then, when you feel like it, maybe get some paint and then just kind of throw it around and make mm. some smiley faces. You know, maybe put your name and her last name together just to see how it looks. You know, that's that's the only way to do it. This has been traumatic for me <laughs> <laughs> in ways that you cannot understand. Um, I have nothing else to say about Tokyo. Drift. Nah, that's about it. I, took- think, I think we've really... Plunged that bowl. You sorry, what? It's, it's a phrase. Plunged that, that bowl. Yeah. Like we took the pile of doo-doo that is Tokyo Drift and forced it down. The yeah, drain. it was stuck. And now we've freed yeah. it. we freed it. To flush away. Anyways, um, we talked about what we watched this week. But I'm curious, mm-hmm. because we both have kids, last time I checked. Um, as far as I know. Yeah, slam, slam your phone around. That comes through great on the That's microphone. what I was hoping. Yeah. Just. Well, I had an idea, and then I realized that my idea wouldn't work, so I put it down. Yeah, so you threw your phone. Well, not at you. Yeah, you threw it at the table, 
I'm I'm wearing headphones oh, monitoring this audio. It sounds See, like someday a, I'm gonna remember a to bring. It's like a gremlin, more like a like a gargoyle, like a mighty duck, like. <laughs> <laughs> I see your progression. <laughs> You're like <laughs> 80s movie, what, gargoyle, 90s TV show, Mighty Ducks, other 90s TV show. Yeah, actually, mm-hmm. they made an animated TV show of the Mighty Ducks where they were superhero ducks from outer space. Do you remember that? There was a legitimate hockey movie called The Mighty Ducks yes, where I they win a hockey game yes. as people. Oh, yes, yes, yes. The animated one. Where, yes. Yes. And yes. then they're like legit ducks and there's a golden duck Oh, yeah. Mask. That's the one I was referencing. Okay. Yeah, the animated series was really good. It only ran for one season. God, the amount of 19... memories that I have Yeah, I feel up. like I watched <laughs> that nonstop. Maybe it was just the same episodes over and over. I guess it was. Do you also remember, so I, I think all of these were just kind of trying to rip off Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. There mm-hmm. was Biker Mice from Mars. Yes. Also I have a that. VHS of that Do you somewhere. really? Yeah. Like here? Do you have a VHS player? I do not. We're going to have to get one because I have a lot of VHSs that I still want to watch. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I still like that. That I that concept fascinates me. What other franchises can we animate, characterize, and make aliens? I don't know, but I would say that if anybody listening has a good idea, they should tweet it yeah, at to us, us at Bro. Wine Dad's Podcast, and we'll talk about it on the show. We'll mm-hmm. tell you if it's a good idea, a bad idea, and if it's a really good idea, we might even buy it from you. Speaking of good ideas and bad ideas, I have a little game that I would like to play. Okay. It's called Genre Shift. Genre Shift. Here's the idea. Okay. We have a movie that has already come out with its defined genre. The okay. idea is I challenge Corey to take that movie and I'm going to shift its genre to something else and he has to tell me how it would work. Okay. You're going to give me the movie though. I'm going to give you the movie. Okay. I'm going to give you the movie and it's going right. genre and then I'm going to switch the genre. Lord of the Rings. We'll just say the entire franchise. Okay. You know, all three movies. Right now, you know, action fantasy, adventure fantasy. Sure, you know? adventure. Yeah. <clears throat> Change it to romantic comedy. So I think with every romantic comedy, we need to first identify the male lead and the female lead. Right. Right. So I think it's pretty obvious the male lead is Frodo. Of course. He yeah. has to be. But. As the ring bearer. As the ring bearer. I, there are surprisingly few women in the Lord of Rings. The there was an important the in there, but yes, surprisingly few women, and there were less women in the books. The movie had to put more women in because the film director Peter Jackson was like, "We need more women." Yeah, I I feel like you're challenging me <laughs> to make this a gay rom com. Is that what you're getting at? I wasn't. This is a challenge. But you're also okay. I'll, I'll put it this way. You're okay to gender swap any characters that you need to. All right. <laughs> so, so, so if you're saying sorry, like, is the Mary game... has to be Mary with an A instead of an E for, to make it work, then that's fine. Is the, is the game genre swap or gender swap? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes they go hand in hand, Corey. Sometimes uh, they do. Okay. Um, I'm Yeah, I think Frodo is our main character. Female lead... Uh, we're we're gonna say is Samantha Wise, <laughs> Samantha Wise, <laughs> Gamgee. Uh, so yeah, um, he, uh, they've been um, together for quite a while now, mm-hmm. and uh, Samantha Wise has been asking Frodo and talking about getting married for so long, 
and they just have this silly relationship and Frodo is really trying to focus on himself and, and, and kind of, you know, move forward in his career and he's not ready to propose yet, but he finds a ring. Mm. Okay. And Samantha Wise sees the ring and thinks, oh my gosh, he's about to propose. And the whole movie, the whole plot of the movie is him trying to get rid of the ring. So he takes it up to uh, Mount Doom Mortar, yeah, yeah. and dumps the ring in the, in, the, in the fires of Mount Doom to try to get rid of it because he doesn't want to get married to Samantha, Samantha Wise Gamgee. But along the way, he not only finds himself, but he finds for the first time ever true love in his relationship with Samantha Wise. And at the very end... Instead of throwing the ring into the fire, he gets down on one knee in that beautiful, idyllic lava lake in the background. And he says, Samantha Wise, will you marry me? Roll credits. What do you think? Yeah. Would you watch it? I, I mean, I would probably give it a give it a look, you know? Maybe, you would give it a look? <laughs> give it a look. Just a peek. Maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe a look at the trailer. Your turn. Genre shift me. Okay, what I want you to do is I want you to take... <laughs> Let me know when you're done. Wait, I'm moving on to you. I want you to take uh, Anchorman. Okay. Which is a comedy? Comedy. Is that, is that right? Yeah, maybe workplace comedy. No, really comedy film. Yeah. And I want you to make it a horror movie. Ooh, interesting. All right. Obvious nemesis. Veronica Her... Corningstone. Veronica Corningstone is the nemesis. And so this whole society that exists is like, it's it's like the village where you have these people put off and they're so sequestered from the rest of the society that they don't know where anybody else is, except this society is all men and they do not understand a female. It's like they've never seen one. So to them, females are these crazy gargoyle sorceress kinds of monsters that come into the world and change everything. But she is going to do it so subtly and so creepily. It's going to be less of a like bloody slasher film until the last 20 or you know, 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. The rest of it is going to be slow, suspenseful buildup. As you look around, there she is. You look around, there she is. She's everywhere. She's popping out from behind corners. She's taking your news spots. You know, you, you try to go have a drink with your friends. There she is. She's everywhere. She, you know, you look around and there's her poster up on the billboard. She's slowly but surely taking over his world. Really, it's the same thing that's already happening to um, Ron Burgundy. It's the same thing that's already happening to him. We're just feeling it a lot more. Um, you know, you got to have the scary violins going up as, you know, as she's there. She's talking to him and he keeps trying to get the upper hand and she keeps... Just putting him down subtly, gently, just turning it back around and putting him down. So it's really, it's going to be much more of a psychological thriller. Also, she probably needs to kill someone. You probably using Sex Panther. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the, only, that's the only legitimate way. She's probably going to take that guy and she's going to light him on fire with his own Sex Panther, but it's going <laughs> to look like an accident. <laughs> that's the problem with Sex Panther. You be careful. It's very flammable. Very flammable. Did we ever talk about what your kid made you watch? No, we have not. So yeah, we are we are both fathers as far as we know. Yeah, so we both have kids, and because we have kids, we can't always watch the movies that we want to watch. We have to watch child-friendly things, unlike this podcast. And my son loves the show 
Pacoyo. It's on Netflix, and it is originally a Spanish, from mm-hmm. the country Spain, TV show. And we are watching it in an English dub, uh, and it's dubbed by Stephen Fry. The animators are having so much fun with it. Like, the animation is very, it's very quick, it's very cute, it's very clever. But they live in Pocoyo world, which is just this white background. There's no floor, there's no ceiling, there's no walls. It's just complete white blankness. This hmm. otherness world. And at one time, Stephen Fry, the narrator, even says, No, Pocoyo, you can't have a horse. This is Pocoyo world. There are no horses here. And I'm like, oh my god, what 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 is this? What that sounds what, creepy. What? Turn and, this into a horror movie, yeah, right? Don't do anything. It already is. Yeah. He doesn't quite say it as creepily as that, but it is referenced that he can't have a horse because this is Pocoyo world and horses don't exist. But I don't know. It's it's so clever. And there's Ellie the elephant, and he has a Lola, wait. So there are Lola elephants, the but no horses. No. Then there's only one elephant, and her name is Ellie, and she's sentient. Are, aren't most elephants sentient? No, but like, well, actually, <laughs> wait. <laughs> I don't, oh my god. Are elephants self-aware? Don't yes. you have to be self-aware to be sentient? Do uh, elephants understand their own existence? I, I'm, I think, ele- like, arguably elephants are some of the more intelligent creatures on this earth, but sentience just means, like, biological you, you life? You feel things. Does it? Yes. Okay, what am I trying to say then? Intelligence? No. Maybe just that they can talk. (laughs) (laughs) Elephants can talk if they want to. Just don't want to. All right, so that's that's what I've been watching. Pocoyo. Yes. Highly suggested. It's addictive, and there are so many episodes. And they have a lot of musical episodes, and they dance a lot. So it just works out really well for us. And a sentient elephant. And a sentient elephant. Which you can't find those just anywhere. No, not anywhere. No, (laughs) I have to be here. Also, she's pink. She's the female representation. As far as what my kid made me watch, this is... He didn't really make me watch it. They because, are too. They're not really making us do well, anything. <laughs> beyond that, more that like I would watch this show even if I didn't have a kid. And anybody out there who hasn't watched this show needs to watch it immediately. Storybots. Storybots. The premise is these little bots. They live inside computers and they answer questions. They're basically Google. Okay. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So and is they, this sponsored by Google? No. Uh, they go on these little adventures and find out stuff. So mm-hmm. it's like, oh, how does rain work? They'll go talk to the clouds and all this stuff. And so this is the Magic School Bus. It's basic. It's it's similar to the premise of the Magic School Bus, but there's no bus and there's no school and there's no magic. Ah. But there is Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Wait, really? Yes. And in, in the show. There are very good cameos. Snoop Dogg plays a computer. <laughs> Does he have a name? Snooputer? Mm, I can't remember. He's oh. just CPU. Oh, okay. And uh, there's lots of music. Um, if you haven't listened to the soundtrack, you should do that. This is turning into a, uh, an ad for um, Storybots. But I'm okay with that. because We feel totally. strongly about things. And it's okay to feel strongly about I love about Storybots. Things. It's so good. It's very well done. Um, they're very creative with the, the animation. It's uh, there's like many different. There's like uh, stop motion and then like computer animation and, and uh, all sorts of different stuff. So well, I mean, we have a lot of options now for things to watch with our kids, and it doesn't have to be trash. It doesn't. Like that. It's good. We know there's competition out there, and I feel like Netflix has 
You watch this on Netflix? Yeah, I think Netflix picked it up from somewhere, if I, if I remember correctly. Just spill something? <laughs> what was that? I spilled a pen. Oh, okay. It sounded strangely it sounded wet. liquid. It yeah. did. Man, that was the wettest pen I've ever seen. Mm. Heard. Mm. Eric, what is your any dad moments to share for this week? So my my son Peter has been having a really hard time falling asleep. And we have been going through different theories. We thought he was teething, but then he kind of stopped drooling and wasn't reacting to the Tylenol that we gave him, things like that. So we thought maybe he's hungry because he has never been good at eating. He's just, he doesn't like eating. It's not his thing. He prefers doing anything else but Mm -hmm. eating. So my wife thought maybe he's just hungry. So last night we just continued feeding him for a really long time until he had eaten everything that we could everything everything he ate everything that we is put that why when i went to Publix, there was no <laughs> everything. food there was no food it was it was an apocalypse here in our in our general area he, he ate everything and then yeah he did sleep but now i'm kind of worried that we've set ourselves up for something that we cannot keep up well you can't afford it yeah it's it's it was a lot of food that we put inside of this child and it's but he a slept? lot of time and he slept so well but if i ate the relative amount of food that he ate for his body size and my body size i would be sleeping too because he mm-hmm. basically just had a three-hour buffet yeah that's every night for us yeah all right that was that was my dad's story for the week so yeah now i'm really worried that i'm gonna have to force feed my kid just to get him to sleep and uh, just because it worked once doesn't mean it's going to work every time. That sounds like it's totally worth it. And also a win-win. Because then he gains weight and sleeps. Yeah. It just takes so long. It's a long time because he's a very slow eater. Yeah. And he's gotten to the point now where he wants to feed himself instead of having us feed him. Mm-hmm. And he is not coordinated with that fork. So Have you tried just getting one of those inflatable pools and just letting him roll around in chili? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's it. You know, they do ball pits. Just yeah. do a meatball pit. There we go. Man. That would be awesome. That would be great. You know, I could really thing? go for some spaghetti Are there any companies right out there that sponsor meatball pools? Because I will <laughs> allow you to sponsor our podcast. Oh, allow them? Yeah. How kind of you. I am, I am generous. For I am kind. For me, dad moments of the week. You know, just getting through the weekend. Yeah. That's a dad moment in and of itself. Because my wife works every weekend. And I'm here with the kiddo. And uh, I actually got some stuff done mm-hmm. yesterday and today around the house. The dishes are done. The dishwasher is empty. I did like six loads of laundry. Nice. Uh, I vacuumed the house. I vacuumed the couches. I cleaned up the playroom. I did some other things mm-hmm. that I can't remember. But I'm certain that I did more things. So, yeah, just getting stuff done. Keeping the house alive. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I keep finding, so I like to take these Sunday afternoon trips to get away from the house because if I'm in the house too long, I go crazy. You just get in the car and drive? Just get in the car and drive, man. <laughs> it's such like a places. brooding millennial yeah. thing to do. But I bring my kid. Brooding uh, millennial? Is that yeah. a thing? People brooded sure before the millennium. No, right? no. No. Did we invent it? I think the 90s inv- invented brooding, actually. Yeah. It was Eddie Vedder. Yeah. A lot of like death cab for cutie. 
all American rejects. A lot of brooding going on. There's a lot in of middle was a, school. It, there was angst. A lot yeah. of angst. Kids these days are 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 punks. <laughs> all right, we've done it. We're dads now. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Kids these days don't know their social security numbers. Kids these days wear their shirts too high. I was gonna say kids <laughs> these days wear their shirts too long. They do that too. Either way, their shirt length is all off. It's ridiculous. Come on, kids these days. Kids these days. Kids these days. They don't even know what two buck Chuck is because they raised the price on That's it. Right. It's four buck Chuck. Kids these days have to get their older brothers to get them four buck Chuck. Kids these days, they don't even know how to make a phone call. Mm-mm. If they need to get in touch with their parents, they tweet at them. Kids these days haven't had to actually dial on a dial pad because they just demand that Siri do it for them. Kids these days have no respect. Is that it? (laughs) (laughs) They don't even get a Rodney Dangerfield reference. (laughs) Kids these days. Yeah. Kids these days, they think that Fast and the Furious (laughs) is a bad movie. They're pretty sure that it started with number nine. (laughs) They're not even aware of the previous eight. The kids these days say the Fast and the Furious is an old movie. Yeah. A classic film. Kids these days, they think Snoop Dogg is a detective puppy. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, no, you just told me they think Snoop Dogg is a computer. Kids these days think Snoop Dogg is a computer. (laughs) I keep keep setting them up and then you finish it. All right, that's it. That's, That's how this relationship works. Kids these days think Wesley Snipes is someone's Twitch account. Kids these days actually watch people's Twitch accounts. <laughs> I don't have time to play video games. I don't have time to watch somebody else play video games either. So um, the past couple of podcasts, we have to end because our wives come home. And mm-hmm. that's a natural panicky cutoff because we don't mm-hmm. want them to hear what we're saying. Until yeah, but we, we killed it. our wives. <laughs> well, Cindy did. That's it. Are we going to wind down on that? Oh wind up a clock. When do you really wind down anything? Like when you're winding down for the night? Yeah, but why, where does that phrase come from? Why do you, you don't wind down? Yeah, just like like a toilet. Like whoosh, whoosh. Second toilet reference in the night. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> There's two in every episode. <laughs> Look out for them. If you tweet us with the minutes and seconds, we will tweet you back. Yeah, man, I'm so tired. I feel like I'm in Tokyo drifting to sleep. Oh, man. Uh? Yeah, alright. You saw my pun and you raised me a pun. Alright. Now the puns are upon us. And what are we gonna do? Take us away. Well, is that close, it, close this Closing up. Closing time. We opened it up. Right. Time to close time it to up. Time to close this thing down. You like wanna a do shell. it uh, as duet. we always do uh, with a song? <laughs> as, <laughs> An improvised song? As is tradition. I think uh, we generally harmonize like Simon and Garfunkel and then just let the music take us. Yeah. Closing up the episode. Closing up that episode. Closing the episode. Uh, we killed our wives, so and it's time to go. Back we gotta hide their bodies because they're tired and dead. <laughs> <laughs> tired? They're tired? They're dead in this situation. All right, all right. One more shot. One more again. I thought we were going with something there. Yeah. We had it going. All right. You be the bass. Wait, no. You be the bass. I be the treble. We're gonna close this podcast up. We're gonna close.
This podcast up. Close it up. Time to go. Close it up. To go to now and then close it up. We drank go some wine. Close it up. And now no we, we. Podcast up. Time to close. Time to close. It's 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 time to close. All right. Well, that was this episode of Wine Dads. If you want to follow us on social meds, as the kids say, kids these days, uh, you can hit us on Instagram at Wine Dads Podcast and on Twitter at Wine Dads Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you get all the latest episodes so you don't miss any of this goodness that we've been bringing to you today. Also, if you want to shoot us a question or comment, uh, just shoot us an email yeah. uh, at winedads at gmail.com mm-hmm. and we'll get back to you. Absolutely. Thank you for listening and tune in next week because this is radio. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. Good night. Good night.